Let's say those slurs. Hmm. I wish there were good Eastern European slurs, but there really aren't because <laughs> Slavic basically sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> and wow! All right. Theme. <laughs>
Everything else oh, was yeah, him, yeah. him walking up to a woman and sexually assaulting her. Yeah, no, go back to stealing crab labs, man. That that's that's a lot more human and okay. Agreed. Crime is good, Jameis. That kind of crime. Whomst amongst yeah, yeah. us has not stolen crab legs from a grocery store. Yeah, especially mm. from Publix. I mean, come on. Yeah, stealing from Publix is praxis. So if anyone's <laughs> down south, <laughs> thank you for you're your not, You're not a real Floridian if you haven't stolen from Publix. Since we're already talking about Florida, for a little bit there, I've been trying to find a good Florida article, and it feels like the whole state just took a nap for a few weeks over the holidays, but they, they showed up strong this week. A lot, lot of good shit happened. Uh, we well, had good is not the right term. I mean, I, that's a fair point. Yeah, uh, yeah I was looking, very, I was very looking for the Florida shit happened this week. Oh, what's this? A mass shooting at a Sebring Sun Trust? Damn, good content, good shit. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about this on my podcast. Quote: Not a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> so the other Florida thing that happened this week was uh, the dude literally in charge of elections in Florida uh, came out that he likes to dress up in blackface. And uh, let me let me read you the full quote on this one because. It wasn't just a blackface costume. He really put in the work to make it racist and edgy. This it was. Uh, this is the guy. Just so we're clear, this is the the Secretary of State who's in charge of enfranchising voters. Yes, Michael Ertel. So he came from Louisiana, where he had a similar position before Wait, he came so, to Florida. Say, say that again. Michael Ertel. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> what is wrong with us? It's Why are vote, we doing it, it's this? It's voter suppression Urkel. <laughs> Urkel, what do you do with all those ballots? <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. So this dude Michael Erdell, Ertel Ertel, whatever. Uh came from Louisiana and so this I, I'm telling you that so you understand his costume. So this picture came out, and he is wearing blackface with red lipstick, a New Orleans Saints bandana, and a shirt that reads Katrina victim. And that was a Halloween costume. Woo! Got him! It's funny, because all those poor people died when their government and society failed them. Not just poor people, poor black people, which is why it's hilarious. Good job, Michael Ardell. That's That guy's really edgy. Great. <laughs> See, in it's, Boston, he would have had a much easier time because he could have just put on his Aaron Hernandez jersey. <laughs> oh, oh, oh you, you act like, like, I mean, every Halloween party I went to had those guys. Yeah, those guys are really clever, huh? It's like Boston's racist as fuck or something. It's funny because he killed people. A bunch of people. But this dude, when he was originally appointed as Secretary of State, was described... And just in general, you probably shouldn't ever describe a white guy running uh, voter roles and the like in Florida like this. Described as a glimmer of hope. I love uh, appointing somebody to run elections who comes in a couple's costume as Katrina victim and Danziger Bridge. It's a really good vibe. <laughs> That's someone that has his head screwed on right. Uh, so the last Florida story is the one that everybody probably heard about which is uh, our boy Roger Stone getting arrested in Fort Lauderdale. Oh. That rules. Yet again, Florida promise. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The cool part about that was that the person that broke it was Chad Johnson Ocho Cinco. <laughs> Hell yeah. Former Who, Patriots legend. He, he tweeted like, yo, damn, my neighbor Roger's getting arrested by the FBI. Wild <laughs> shit. Which he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Uh, I, I appreciate Rogers leaning into the Fort Lauderdale lifestyle with his dyed blonde hair. Nothing, nothing says Florida like a man advancing in years in Miami with a fake spray tan and dyed blonde hair. Yeah, Roger Stone looked around the United States and went, you know what, I'm getting older. I just want to go somewhere where I can feel comfortable around like-minded, similar people. And he decided Fort Lauderdale was the most Roger Stone-ish. He's, not, he's wrong. not wrong about that. Yeah, <laughs> he got it. That's one thing Roger Stone did right. <laughs> so were you a bigger fan of the uh, the right-wing response of being shocked about police militarization because the FBI rolled up with like two dozen uh, guys to uh, take him in? Or the, uh, the the other one, which was the, the left-wing people who were just so, so thankful of the FBI for doing this while they're not being paid? This is the weirdest... I mean, I, I'm sure everyone says this, but what a weird moment 
in politics <laughs> where the left is like donut twitter thank you for your service cops you're volunteering to arrest someone and serve warrants uh while fully armored like you're going into fallujah is an inspiration to everyone on the left and the right's like guys we gotta do something about the militarization of the police this has gone too far <laughs> it's almost like if roger stone could be arrested every day our body politic would be a lot healthier <laughs> maybe we'd have some common ground I mean, it's the usual thing of like neither the dim the the donut type twitters the the true establishment dims or establishment Republicans believe in anything. So all just circling around personalities. If you do a good thing to the guy I like, I like you. If you do a bad thing to the guy I like, I don't like you. And it's fun to see the Democrats really embrace that that lifestyle. Uh, oh, cops are good because they're going after Trump. I'm like, no, they're still not good. The CIA is still not good. The FBI is still not good. Yeah, I always wonder how many, how much of that is real. Because do you know how many, how many like fake bot accounts are doing the I voted for Bernie Sanders in 2016, but now he better not. I mean that's bullshit. But I, I do think the both establishments have done such a good job uh, moving people away from caring about policies. Because if you care about policies or ideology, uh, then it's hard for them to change with the winds uh, or change whenever someone throws them enough money. So all the politicians have been pushing the people to move away from caring about a specific policy or a specific ideological frame. And now as a result, everything is just based on personality. Uh, so people are shocked when you're like, oh man, the right wing just really hates the FBI today. And you're like, yeah, no, that, that makes sense because you have no ideology, right? Other than, I mean, you could say under Trump, they've embraced an ideology of just pure unabashed hatred, which like, I guess is a thing, but largely the establishment, like they don't have anything to believe in. Same with Democrats. Like they don't actually believe in much of anything. And so it makes it really easy to have fungible positions, which is great if you're running and you want to change your mind if someone throws you money. Not great for regular people. You know, when you put it that way, I just realized how much in common I have with the right wing. Your ideology is hate? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, mine's getting there. So it's actually... <clears throat> I was trying to describe my leftist approach to someone the other day because I've gotten to the point where I, I clearly don't align to any particular sectarian group. And it's because I, I just don't care enough about theory. And I really just want to see good things happen for regular people. I just want to see capital destroyed and regular people have their, their lives improved. Right. Uh, and I'm just going to call myself a Gumby leftist from now on. I'm flexible. <laughs> Whoever wants to run it, like, I don't know, anarchists, whatever. So long as regular people have their material conditions improved and we destroy capital, like, I'm down for whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how I feel about things. Like, anytime, anytime you, you start listening to, to DSA people and, like, some of the ones that are, like, really in, like, theory and start wanting to talk about, like, Trotskyism and Stalinism and things, and you're just like, oh, no, no one cares, dude, just... Yeah, it's it's important, and I totally totally understand the importance of it. But like, I'm just here to make shit happen. So like, you you guys decide amongst yourselves what we're doing. Uh, I'm happy to contribute to whatever. All I ask in return is a seat in the splash zone when we pull out the guillotines. <laughs> All I ask. Yeah, I, I I like this Gumby leftist idea because it's like I obviously. I'm on the left. We all are because we want certain outcomes that we think are fair and right and morally justified, certainly, yeah. because they raise the quality of life for people who, through nothing other than the accident of their birth, are bereft of that in the current capitalist society. Like, that's where I'm at. Maybe I'm a little dumb, uh, <laughs> but I, I haven't figured out the role of the, the state yet. I don't, the MLs make good points and the anarchists seem pretty smart. I believe that we could get to that end state probably with either. So I'm glad they're reading books and figuring it out. Just uh, get to the good stuff and I'll support you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm a lot dumb and I can, and my view is mostly just, I had a really easy time coasting through life up to this point. And I really want everyone to be able to have that opportunity. Yeah. When I think back about the fact that I was able to get max level characters in both World of Warcraft Final Fantasy and Ultima Online. It's like, <laughs> damn, that's that's the life I wish everyone could lead. <laughs> it breaks my I mean, heart to think that people are being born that'll never be able to say corp poor and nuke somebody with fire <laughs> <laughs> in a fully immersive digital world. But you know, I'm an idealist, so <laughs> I feel too much sometimes. 
Well, I, I've said this a few times on, on Twitter recently because it, it really came up. For me, it was I got my first retail job in high school, and I had been raised by two pretty right-wing, like, libertarian parents. And uh, so then I got in got that job, and I realized that everyone who wasn't in high school I worked with was working at least three jobs. And this was in the, like, mid-90s. They're all working, like, a hundred hours a week, and it's like, wait, they're working, like, way fucking harder than I ever planned to in my life. No, that can't be right, because as you know, uh, people that have more money, they earned it by working harder. And if those people working three jobs just pulled up their bootstraps, they would have a million dollars. So I call bullshit on your story. <laughs> it's a little un-American when I think about it, actually. I, was, I think both Rob and I have always been vaguely leftist to begin with. But the uh, experience of both of us graduating into the 08 crash really helped uh, crystallize some of those beliefs and thoughts around the role of politics and government. I, I, it was very easy to ignore politics when I was in college because I could just go to class and not really deal with it much. But I graduated college two months before Lehman Brothers went under and then Rob the semester after that, I believe. Right. It'll fall after Ooh. that. So that, that was a really fun experience to graduate and be like, oh, everything was wrong. Oh, oh, okay. So even, even the thought of like vague, well, if we just get some, some better social democracy in here, like things will improve. Like, no, 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 it's, it's all garbage. We're fucked because we're never going to do anything to stop wall street. And they're just vampires sucking the life out of the rest of us. I mean, I think I, I think I started on the left a little bit earlier. That's just because my yeah. entire upbringing is predicated upon government support. Like I had government healthcare, government food. My scholarship was a full scholarship paid for by the government to college. Same. Or for the government, you probably wouldn't be hearing me right now, which is a great argument. The right, you can have that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great libertarian argument that government allows such things as this podcast to exist. Yeah, I have two degrees and both of them fully funded by the government. Yeah, fucking own taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> And Whatever. look how useless that was. Look, if we can buy an F-35, we can put up with a couple fucking leftist podcasts. I mean, as far as I know, leftist podcasts never fucking committed war crimes. I mean, other Yet. than that Choppa where it's just Matt and Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> other than the Choppas or Virgil refers to notes. Rude. Yeah, fuck them for being bad at that. You want to be bad at a podcast, you come check out the pros at Dumb and <laughs> I So I, I, I've been wanting to talk about this for like two weeks since we saw the article. New York Times put out this really entertaining article about uh, the 2020 race, but it's all focused on how the candidates are trying to lose weight. This is, this is Rob's praxis. Politics and weight loss. Cory Booker carb counting is stolen valor. <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't earned that, sir. Let me, let me give you guys how this one opens. Senator Cory Booker's visit to a house party in New Hampshire last month had many hallmarks of a campaign visit. That's the worst house party in the world. That's when you know it's time to wrap it up, when Cory Booker arrives. <laughs> <laughs> he mingled with guests. He posed for photos. He gave a speech. He stood for more photos. But he did not touch a sprawling table of homemade desserts. Dead to me. And then it goes on to describe how like weight loss strategies are a thing politicians use to uh, give the impression of like vigor and youth. Which, all right, a little weird. But they both mostly focus on Booker and Gillibrand and how they they constantly talk about their weight loss stuff and they they Instagram about it and they post about it. And some of those are really entertaining. But there was also one where they were like, oh yeah, even Joe Biden. And here's this really is a very Joe Biden quote. Uh, quote, in early January, Frank Biden, Mr. Biden's brother, bragged about the former vice president's prowess in the weight room. Joe Bench is 185 for repetition. <laughs> like, he, he really knows his audience. All right, man, I'm going to appeal to fucking bros. You know, this 85-year-old man, he reps 185. He's cut. He's ripped. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, seeing Kristen Gillibrand post her CrossFit pics because it <laughs> combines the two things everyone loves, Kristen Gillibrand and CrossFit. <laughs> it's all so like superfluous too. Like Trump is a, a 
shambling mess and he's the president and will probably be the president next term too. So the fact that like liberals still believe they have to present as like a skinny and youthful and in shape person. No, just be a fat slob that has good policies and we'll probably vote for you. <laughs> no one thinks that like Bernie can deadlift. And yet here we are. <laughs> See, here's the thing though. Trump has the same weight, uh, the same weight loss plan. I do Photoshop. <laughs> and a really good tailor. That oh, tailor is incredible. <laughs> Oh, he just looks like a sack of potatoes all the time. It's amazing. Also, people may not talk about Bernie deadlifting, but they talk about him running around the Capitol all the time. Weird, like weirdly frequent as opposed to going, I saw Bernie running through the subway today. That's the man who is running for the people. I, I like to think of Bernie as skittering. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you start to talk about a progressive tax rate and you just hear like a, like an ant lion in Half-Life 2. Oh, you're talking about... <laughs> I can't do a Bernie. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Pulling the ripcord on that one. <laughs> also, one bit from this article that really jumped out at me uh, was when Jeb Bush was talking about his paleo diet. Oh, Jeb. <laughs> I, I love Jeb. I, 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 I mean, he is, he's the worst. He's probably one of the worst politicians we've ever had. He's just so bad at it. And it's just become such a funny running gag, just how shitty he is at politics. Look, Jeb Bush may not be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Between retweeting the baffler and going on a paleo diet, he's become so much more relatable to me. He's like one tweet that says, Chung Ha is the new Sun Me, away from me being a pro-Jeb guy. <laughs> I could be convinced. So the other part of this article I enjoyed is largely I just enjoyed this article for Cory Booker because Booker is an insane, weird person. Um, Enjoyable and, is not how I describe Cory Booker, but yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All of his diet stuff is strange. Like the vegetarian to vegan thing is fine. That's whatever. But it all seems very performative. Everything Booker does seems performative. Because he wants to be skinny, but he also wants to relate to the pieces of shit that make up most of the electorate. Exactly. People that melt cheese on top of other cheese. Wait, yeah. wait. How is how is that man going to go to Iowa and eat a corn dog in a diner? Uh, I can answer that one. You, you see, John, a lot of people think fasting is just for after you've eaten like a pig. Sometimes it can be preparatory. So he's put he's putting in the groundwork now so that he can go eat fried Oreos on a campaign trail and not turn into Chris Christie. I really like making fun of Cory Booker. Yeah, well, the good news is you'll have plenty of opportunities. <laughs> no. It's Didn't he good. start dating I mean, Rosario Dawson now? Sure did. No, yep. Rosario, no. Was that the one where he was also, like, talking about exchanging the uh, vegan cupcake recipe with someone? With, like, Gillenbrand or something? Yes, yes. He brought a vegan cupcake to Gillenbrand on her birthday, or vice versa, because they're buddies. So the other thing that's worth mentioning for this past week is the L.A. teacher strike just ended. And I just want to say to that, big congrats, everyone. Uh, you guys kicked ass. You uh, had you like got a extracted a laundry list of reforms out of them. Uh, labor action gets the goods. Tying that in, the shutdown just ended uh, yesterday. That got signed. Why? Because the air traffic controllers at LaGuardia grounded uh, all the flights. They basically held a, a wildcat strike. And this happened at a few other airports. Is in like the, uh, the the head of the airline stewardesses union came out and said, that we're at a breaking point. That ended it. They yeah. did a great job. It's almost like wildcat strikes are illegal because they're so effective. Yeah. Damn straight. Yeah. Uh, organizing works, y'all. So now the Denver teachers are about to strike as well. Um, that should start on Monday the 29th. Yeah, I heard about that. Heard the 28th, excuse uh, me. Monday the 28th, that teacher strike will start. And now the uh, public school district, uh, acting like all bosses do, started threatening to deport any teachers who were teaching who might have been on a visa. That's a that's a common response yeah. to your labor asking for a pay increase. Oh, we'll just yeah, deport all of you. That fucking infuriated me. I'm glad that like the pushback on that was so severe. They had to release a follow up. I'm sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We didn't mean. We didn't mean to do that. We're trying to delete it. Yeah, like within three hours, they had to apologize as they should. Fuck them. They also yeah. one of the original things they're proposing that got lost after they started threatening deportation. Is they went, well, if the teachers strike, well, what we'll try to do is we'll try to hire the federal workers who are 
not working because of the shutdown. We'll hire them to come teach and be scabs. Yeah, no, that's cool. Let's pit one labor group being fucked against another labor group being fucked. Yep. Bosses at work, y'all. Just do they not realize? I mean, I guess they don't, but it's just so dehumanizing if you're a teacher there to know that the, the people you work for would literally rather deport you than pay you a living wage. Yep. Yep. That's, I mean, they're, they're back at work now, but that's who they're back at work with. That said, support the teacher strike. Well, we will put a link for their strike fund for the Denver teacher strike uh, into the episode notes. So by all means, if you got a dollar or two or more, throw it their way. They could use it. Uh, thus far, the, all of the teacher strikes that have happened in the last year and a half, two years, have been successful repeatedly. I think the LA teacher strike is probably the most successful because it seems like they got everything they were pushing for. But largely every strike, regardless of state, including West Virginia and I believe Oklahoma, all of those teacher strikes have resulted in teachers getting improved pay. So hopefully Denver teachers, you guys get yours as well. Hell yeah. We were bullshitting earlier this week and we were just talking about this like Covington nonsense with the fucking like this little psychopath harassing that uh, Native American Vietnam vet. And all three of us realized uh, at the same moment that we have all we had all gone to a Catholic high school uh, and it was entertaining to discover how different they are between the Catholic high schools Rob and I went to in Florida and the one that John went to in Massachusetts. Um, Rhode Island. Entertaining. Oh, Rhode like, Island. I'm sorry. Rhode Island is Massachusetts. Don't be pedantic. Yeah, it, it, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> just, just less competently run. It's unbelievable that Rhode Island has senators. So, John, was yours? Yours was both boys what? and girls, right? It wasn't like a single gender school. Yeah, no, it, it had switched to being. Uh, it had been switched to. It wasn't all boys school up until like the mid '60s, I think, some somewhere in there. And the way you're describing yours, it sounded like they weren't completely insane and regressive no it was it was like it was really mellow it was like uh like what you get with a lot of like presbyterian groups it was i mean it was run by a group called the brothers of the sacred heart and they were just pretty mellow <laughs> this pretty mellow group yeah presbyterians a, a notably yeah. mellow group of people <laughs> but i mean for us for example like i mean uh, i remember in sex ed we were taught just use condoms like i mean it, they basically ignored a lot of the okay, lunar so parts right, of it they're not right about everything then <laughs> mistakes too. but I, I mean the big thing i can say is like a lot of it turned into a or a lot of it just boiled down to like watching a bunch like in religion classes watching a bunch like never really reading the bible after like the seventh or eighth grade and it was all just like be be good people it was a very bill and ted just like be excellent to each other which so I this wasn't say. Catholic at all, then. There's sounded like there was no, <laughs> there's no guilt associated with it. Wow, those are like the nicest Catholics I've ever heard of. So that was not my experience or Rob's experience. I went to public schools and Catholic schools growing up, and our Catholic schools were Catholic as fuck, like <laughs> co like Covington style. I imagine it wasn't all boys. That's very much uh, Brett's experience. So we're mm. moving along the spectrum from uh, Rhode Island Catholic school to mixed Catholic school, to all boys Catholic school. But he, I, that's why when you see the Covington thing, I know exactly what's going on there because I know how bad my co-ed school was. And I can only imagine the dynamics that arise if it's just feral teen white boys. Oh, yeah. Like at ours, everyone was terrible. The ideology was terrible. They actually like cheated the state of Florida by so state of florida says you have to teach certain classes and one was anthropology so i signed up for anthropology class you know when selecting courses i got there and the teacher just said uh unfortunately the uh the non-christian overbearing state of florida requires us to teach this class but if you look at your textbooks you'll notice the title is catholic living in the modern era and it was just <laughs> an additional how to live as a good catholic religion course that's where i learned <laughs> that's where i learned the rhythm method which i still practice to this day <laughs> but i mean like so it was thick with ideology and also thick with the sort of you know like a weird sort of privilege and bigotry becomes the water that like it becomes water to fish right so i can see the covington stuff because even when it was just like high school basketball when those were the stakes i remember our school would do pranks such as people would slip over uh, to the Jewish school in the middle of the night 
and stuff bagels into all of the mufflers. That's what it is, right? The thing that shoots the... People would slip over the Jewish school and shove bagels into all of the mufflers of the cars in their parking lot so it would mess them up. And they'd come back and they'd brag about how they did that. And I would just think, what? wait a second, why is that funny? And the answer was always like, because they're Jewish. Which, if the answer for why this is funny is because they're Jewish... That's, nah, it's not funny. That's, it's that's just not real anti-Semitic. Particularly good. In fact, if the answer to a joke is ever because they're the type of person they are, that's a bad joke, and you're a bad person. <laughs> that, that that is never funny, unless you're talking about polls, in which case it is a little bit funny. <laughs> Come on, yeah. they're, they're like they're like the pugs of people. <laughs> they're delightful. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's a disaster, but they're delightful. Oh. It gives us a laugh, you know. Like. <laughs> We see, we see them trotting along, and they're just like, I don't know how you're doing it, but keep doing it, buddy. <laughs> so I guess one thing I should say is that my, that my school, when I went there, was all white, except for me. And there were, as far as I can recall, this was a very, very long time ago at this point, there wasn't really any racial animosity. I can't even remember much racial humor, although I was shitting on white people so much all, every year, so... I was pretty much the source of it, I guess. I was just fucking with them constantly. No one ever really fucked with me, though. Damn. The Northeast really is way more progressive. Yep. <laughs> Unless maybe they thought he knew karate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Maybe they were like, you know that guy, John? He smuggles hentai in from Hong Kong. <laughs> he's like, he's real tough. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, if you gave them hentai, why would they make fun of you? Those kids probably fucking loved you. So we, my high school wasn't all boys. Joshua Catholic High School, right? So the same the sort Jesuits of place. The Jesuits are cool, right? They're supposed to be the, the, the cool Catholics. It's weird. The Jesuits are supposed to be like very peace loving um, and, and pushy about it. And like they're their own dynamic force within um, Catholicism. But the schools all tend to be really harsh and strict. Uh, there's a few in Florida, but the, the one Kavanaugh went to is another Jesuit all-boys Catholic high school, for reference. Uh, so it's a sort of breeding ground you get, right? It's a bunch of white dudes, usually, what, what I'm saying usually, it's pretty much always all white dudes. Uh, most of them are privileged as hell. I went there and it was, it was oh, fuck. My dad basically shopped around to find the cheapest private school and the Jesuit Catholic one was the one that hit the mark for him. Um, you didn't want to send you to racism prep. <laughs> <laughs> I, th that was the name of the school. Yes. Well, you know what? It's a lot of money, but we want Brett to be prepared when he gets to college to do that level of racism. <laughs> I don't want to see Brett at Ohio State not in black paint. <laughs> Just continue. Just continue. So he he actually apologized when he sent me there because we're not religious at all. Um, we're, my family, I guess, is vaguely Episcopalian. Like, I didn't even fucking figure that out until I was, like, 14. You know, we're not religious. Um, so he apologized when he sent me there, and he was like, ah, this is, ah, that part's going to suck. I'm sorry about the all-boys school thing, too. That's going to suck. And uh, one of the weirdest things about the all-boys school is social hierarchies vanish when there's no women around. Uh, there is no cool kids. There are no popular kids because you don't really give a fuck what the other guys are doing. There are always going to be groups uh, because it's boys uh you sort of lessen the the people harassing you for being weird or different in order to look cool now the ones that are true sociopaths they still exist and there was like three or four of them they were fucking horrific um they almost they definitely harassed one kid into attempting to commit suicide they almost got another one too there was fights constantly because it was an all boys school like that was like it was part of our entertainment like a class would get interrupted because another kid would swing on one of them. Fight would start and everybody would just push the desk pass and be like, all right, yeah, let's do this. This is math class. Y'all are savage. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So the Covington thing made sense to me because while uh, the school I was in was, uh, I'm not going to say great on racial issues. It honestly wasn't horrific. But sexism and homophobia, holy shit. So like anytime you got a group of them together uh, and there was any sort of woman around, uh, regardless of age, they would just turn into like a pack of fucking hyenas. And it was terrifying. They drove every single female teacher, but one got driven out of the school within a year. Every time they would hire a female teacher and she would get basically hounded until she left. 
we had a sister school that my sister went to actually, which was an all girls school on the other side of town. Anytime there was any sort of interaction back and forth, they got hounded. We used to have uh, pep rallies before football games. Uh, and those turned into uh, basically a whole auditorium full of boys. We'd have like an intro band. I actually think they played Rage Against the Machine, which was, that was actually really fun. Um, and then cheerleaders from the sister school. And the entire auditorium would, would wait with bated breath until the cheerleaders fucked up. And then there was just like the sound of 400 uh, teenage boys screaming in pleasure when a cheerleader fell. So the Covington thing made a lot of sense to me. It was like, I actually got like weird flashbacks. I was like, oh, I remember these kids. That sounds fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah. All boys school are awful, guys. Don't, don't do it to your kids. Yeah, okay. We also didn't get sex ed. I got sex ed before high school, thankfully. Otherwise, like, nah, would never figure that shit out. Still working on that. So if anybody has any tips, I feel like I brought everybody down with that story. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> the uh, uh... Do you understand? Do you understand? Like in Florida, like when I was growing up and going to church, because I could read, the congregation was like, "We got the next pastor here." <laughs> <laughs> like it's still basically thirteen ten Germany <laughs> at my congregation. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't think I I don't think I really looked right for that role, so luckily never really an issue for me. Mm, yeah, that actually does make sense because Catholics are racist. You, you know, all the stuff you're describing sound like the setting to a bunch of plot of like uh, of like of uh, like gay love stories. I just want to kind of say that like this is how a lot of them start. <laughs> Brother, they were. <laughs> <laughs> That I mean, that part was sad. It was it was very very homophobic. Like the default insult was, uh, uh, and I apologize for saying this word. Oh, no, yeah. oh, I mean that that was common everywhere up until like the mid late two thousands. I mean, it was used practically as a freaking comma. Like I mean, yeah, it was used constantly in my high school. I just don't understand the, the the fear of that. I just I never got it. It doesn't affect you, and it doesn't change the personality of the people or effectiveness of the people uh, that you're interacting with. Like, I think, wasn't there something this week about they were trying to ban trans people from the military? Yeah. Do you see yep. that? Well, they, they affect, yep. the Supreme Court effectively ruled to allow that to happen. Can you say more about that, just because I refuse to read? <laughs> <laughs> this was, so Trump tried to institute this policy, I'm going to say like a year and a half ago now, um, and it got initially, there was a judge that put a stay on it so he couldn't implement it. And the military seemed happy about it because they didn't really want to fucking deal with it. Um, but now the Supreme Court has paved the way for the policy to go into place. It hasn't officially kicked off yet because the military is doing their usual bureaucratic, like, we need time to work this out. Uh, but the reason the military is appealing for a lot of trans people is because the healthcare is free. That part's pretty nice, guys. Uh, the rest of the military is terrible. Don't do it. It's awful. Um, but free healthcare is nice. And there's no other opportunity for that anywhere. Um, so you could get assistance right. with with any of your healthcare needs and it was pretty much all covered which was great uh so it was a really like wonderful situation for them on that front every other part of it sucked so them banning it is really odd because this is also so they're banning it at the exact same time that there are multiple stories coming out that they're basically getting laughed out of recruiting events in various places around the country uh they're having so much trouble recruiting people because the only reason you join the military in the modern era is because it's a jobs program Right now, the economy's yep. okay. I'm not going to pretend for a minute it's doing a great job for regular people. No. But it's good enough that you're not going to take the risk to join the fucking military, right? I joined because the economy collapsed in 08, so, like, been there. But so right now, there's a story, for instance, in Seattle where every single event they go to, they get zero interest, right? The armored recruiters were like, we don't get it. We need to do something cool because we can't get anybody to talk to us. And it's like, you know what we should do in this climate is we should discourage more people from joining, Right. Which I'm sure a lot of leftists are like, fuck, yeah, like, like fucking yeah. reduce the military until there's no one there. And I agree with that. But it, doing it on the basis of uh, abusing yet another minority population. Yeah, th this might be surprising and this might break from a lot of people on the left. But I personally believe that trans people should be banned from the military uh, for the reason that I think uh, trans the idea of a trans soldier is it's too powerful. <laughs> what I'm afraid of is that we'll get trans soldiers and their energy will be so powerful and they'll be so courageous that it'll be like having, uh, it'll break the game essentially. 
America will, OP. America will just end up rolling over every country in the world, like if you're playing Hearts of Iron 4 with cheats. <laughs> and so, you know, I want everyone to be able to do whatever they want to do, but we, we just, we don't want to be that effective. You don't, <laughs> trans soldiers would truly be the most elite units in the military, and I, I don't want that resource available to our generals. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, to be to be vaguely serious for a minute, I will to to just expand on Brett's point a bit is, uh, if you are poor and you have no way of getting health coverage, uh, the military was the one option for trans people for a lot of trans people to get yep. the care they needed, and the military and having to serve in the military was the 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 shitty thing they needed to do to basically not want to kill themselves. There so this, so like that. This is a legitimately evil, terrible thing that's happening. Uh, yeah, there is a pretty much everyone I knew when I was in joined uh, due to class issues. Actually, actually, I feel like I feel like when people look at you, they don't think veteran. Oh no! Instantly, do you want to like? How did you get into the military? Do you want to? You want to explain how someone that has an English degree and is anti-imperialist ends up enlisting? You had a college degree and you enlisted in the military. Hell yeah. How does that happen? Um, so the economy collapsed. Uh, I had an English degree because while it's real fun now to, that a lot of people, one of the fun things a lot of people like to do now is say like, oh, you fucking idiot. You should have gotten a degree in engineering. When we were going to school before 08, the, the general consensus was any degree it's just you won't get a great job. You'll get an okay one. And I had no idea what the fuck I was doing with literally anything. I like I'm an idiot now. Imagine me a decade plus ago. Like I don't real. have to. I was there. Yeah, Can no. confirm yeah. it was real bad. Yeah, no, I'm I'm real <laughs> fucking stupid. So I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, all right, well I'll get this degree. I'll get just I I basically just wanted to live like a small quiet life somewhere, um, and just get like some small job where like I could do something that wasn't evil. And just like plug away, right? That, that was that, this was my grand dreams for life. If you were a boomer, that would have been doable. Yep. But I got bad news for you. Yep. Um, so then the economy collapsed, and I moved to Seattle because it was as far away from Florida as I could get. Could have gone Alaska, coward. That's true. I can't handle the cold though. Hawaii. Damn. All those are bigger numbers in terms of distance. But I can't drive to Hawaii. <sighs> Not with that. And attitude. I couldn't afford the plane ticket to Hawaii. So I moved to Seattle and I was out there for a little bit doing odd jobs and Seattle actually, it took a little while for the, the recession to hit out there. Like Lehman brothers went under, uh, and it was maybe like 10 months before it really hit Seattle. And I was doing, I think I was doing like SAT tutoring or something, which I actually enjoyed. I like teaching. It was nice. Um, teaching English, talking about books with kids, mostly Korean kids, because that was what the tutoring service was. Um, it was a good time. Yeah. We both did the Korean education thing. Yeah. It was I actually like. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I really loved Seattle. Um, and then they kept cutting my hours. They wouldn't just fire me so I could get unemployment. They just cut my hours to the point where I was earning like $100 a week. Um, and I couldn't find a second job. So in my genius brain, I went, you know where I should go. Um, I'll go back to Florida because I know people. I have a network because I've, I've heard this word before. And I, supposedly it's a thing that matters. I have no idea how it works. I'll go back to Florida. I have a network. I'll find something there. Not properly processing the whole like florida is in really really terrible situation due to the, this uh crash because everything is based on housing and tourism none of which are occurring during this uh, so i went back to florida um tried not to live with my parents and find a job and that didn't work out so the minute i was forced to i realized i was gonna have to live with my parents is when i went nope uh i'm desperate i will do anything um why did hey. you enter as an officer <laughs> you had a degree uh, so the only officer stuff I could do was the army and the army, the army does this thing where they say, well, if you're an officer and you have a certain uh, GPA in college, we'll let you choose your uh, MOS, which is your job, right? And the army does have some like vaguely interesting jobs, but 11 banger, buddy. But one of the fun things about the army is, uh, no that's matter, a term, that's a term I only know because I steal valor from them. <laughs> uh, but the army is uh, like, they'll say that, but they're clearly just going to deploy his infantry at the end of the day, right? Say, sorry, say it again. You, I can understand. At the end of the day, the army, no matter what your job is, is probably going to deploy you as infantry, right? Um, and I really had no interest in shooting people uh, or particular interest in getting shot at. Uh, so I joined the one that people lovingly call the chair force because I went, 
You oh. do love chairs. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. I, I, if the joke about you is like you guys get an office shop where you get murdered less frequently, like yeah, that is appealing. I want that. Yes. Um, so I went with that one and they didn't need officers off the street because shocker, everyone was trying to find a way out of the depression, excuse me, great recession. And so they didn't really need officers outside of the ones that were already in school for it. Um, so my choices were enlisted in the air force officer in the army or, uh, the Navy wanted me to do the sub stuff. And I had no interest in being trapped in a sub. And I, I got advice from friends of mine in the Navy to avoid the Navy at all costs. That's so. a horrible set of choices. Yeah, no. So, you know, I, I chose the Air Force. And I will say, enlisting in the military, regardless of how evil and imperialist it might be, I would do every single time over living with my family. I've, I have no regrets on that front. It was awful. I thoroughly did not enjoy it. I did like the people a lot more than I thought I would because it's you get a sense of camaraderie. Like everyone else is getting crushed along with you. They're all regular fucking people who are mostly doing this for the economics of it. Half of the kids I knew were in because... Uh, they were getting screwed. Like I knew at least I can think of five people off the top of my head who joined because their family either was getting kicked out of their house or they couldn't afford health care. And if they joined at 17 and a half or 18, they could help their mom uh, like have a have a comfortable uh, medical situation for a few years. Right. One kid joined literally because his mom was dying. They couldn't afford a funeral. Like it's, Jeez. it's real fucking dark guys. Like people don't join the military cause they're super patriotic. I met like one kid like that out of hundreds. Fucking high speed, low drag moto idiot type guys. <laughs> yeah. But, but also like you got, I give them the benefit of the doubt a little bit, even those guys, because you're saying kids, they were like kids. You oh, already I, went to college. Most people you interacted with were how old? 17, 18. So you were like the elder statesman of dipshit enlisted. Oh, genuinely. <laughs> And basic training, they would like come to me for advice. It was a real weird situation because I actually like basic training. I didn't mind that much because it was very egalitarian in that like we're all getting fucked the same amount and for the same period of time. And like all I have to do is when the guy yells at me to do the thing, do the thing, like make the attempt and he'll move along. Uh, so to me, like being older, I was like, I can figure this shit out. Uh, everything after that sucked because then it started to be like you were getting crushed just because rather than like everyone's in a situation together the sense of camaraderie really helps you get through a lot of the bullshit um so basic i didn't mind as much but yeah there was a lot of like 18 year olds crying in the middle of the night being like this is so hard i'm like yeah no it's this is fucking terrible man you told me though it, for a lot of them it was like uh it was like college because of your lived experience is <sighs> 17 and a half years in idaho with your super religious family and then you go to the U.S. Air Force basic training, that's as free, sadly, as you've ever been. So it wasn't basic training. It's right after that. So basic training AIT. Is, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, or tech school, as they call it for the Air Force. So when you go to training for your job, which depending on what job you have, it's two months up to like a year and a half. Uh, the language stuff is the one that's almost two years long. Uh, mine was like nine, yeah, nine, nine and a half months long uh, for meteorology. And a lot Combat of that weatherman. <laughs> Take this, clouds. <laughs> I like the idea of you posting like warthog memes, but they're just firing the cannon on clouds. <laughs> uh, no, it was mostly just us making really terrible puns about hail and working with models. What was a terrible pun about hail? Hail, no. Okay, you got me. Yep. Wow. All right. Yep. I don't know what I was military for you, folks. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, but so in, in the tech school thing, it's slightly more relaxed than basic training. And people thought of it as college because you're, you're surrounded by all these other young people. Um, not like college. They all have money in their pocket because they're getting paid. And it was this like weird sexual energy everywhere because all these like 18 and 19 year olds in these dorm rooms. Everything about it was very bizarre to me. And to me, it felt like just a slightly relaxed prison setting. So when they'd be like, is it, this is what college is like, right, Brett? Like, no, no, man, this is, this is nothing like college. This is awful. No, it's kind of like it. Like if, if we were at Penn State, it'd be the same sort of thing, like hanging out in the dorm, listening to music, ordering a pizza, directing an airstrike on some Libyan weddings, just <laughs> normal ass, put on the OAR and, and have a cool one. Yeah, no, it's tech school. So I was like, we, we, because it's Mississippi and you need a PT workout uh, and you can't do it in the afternoon because it's brutally hot. We would PT at four in the morning. 
I'm like, yeah, no, college. I used to wake up at 3.45 to stand outside at 4 a.m. so someone could take roll call and then run around in circles for a bit before sitting in a classroom for 13 hours while someone PowerPoints me to death about meteorology. That's what college was, sure. My actual, my strategy for getting through it was just sleeping more. Because I figured the more I sleep, the faster time moves. That's true. Dude, it totally worked. I, let me just say that I am like the softest boy on earth in comparison to this. Like, man, you should like, do you know how easy college was in comparison to what you're talking about having to do? Yeah, I went to college. It was great. Yeah, I never was went there. to class. Yeah, like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I, like, like, I, I have a literature degree. It was amazing. I would just read the book yeah. the night before. It was wonderful. So what, what did we uh, what did we learn from this novel. I don't know, the unknowability of man, um, humans fail to connect despite their best intentions, something like that. Great work, Brett, A plus, here's your degree. <laughs> <laughs> One time at FSU, I, I took a, uh, uh, a lit test where you're supposed to examine like the larger themes and I didn't read the instructions correctly. So I actually wrote about the wrong book entirely and I got an A plus. <laughs> <laughs> I broke the curve for the class. The teacher congratulated me. <laughs> it wasn't even the right genre. It was completely different. I went to some awesome ass schools, guys. All Florida boys State. Jesuit Catholic High School and Florida State. Florida State University English Department. So, so as the person who actually did get the STEM degree, uh, can I close this out by giving you the WPI fight song? What is WPI? Worcester Polytechnical Institute. Yes. Yes, it is. It is a it is very engineering and CS focused school. We oh, had that, a that place sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had it. Hey, they had a nuclear reactor up until uh, yeah. twenty ten or so. So do fucking eleven year olds that have YouTube. That's not that <laughs> oh. impressive anymore. <laughs> All right, fine. Never mind then. Let me hear it. Don't try to defend right. the honor of WPI. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was a fine school. Our our football team, the engineers, would reliably get our asses kicked by MIT's football team, the engineers, and uh, oh. RP and RPI's football team, the engineers. <laughs> That's oh. a game that nobody wins. It's it's really the war games of college <laughs> football. <laughs> anyway, here's the fight song. Just so you, just so that you can just hate me this much more. <clears throat> e to the x dy dx. E to the x dx. Cosine secant tangent sine 3.14159. E to the I, radical pi, fightum, fightum, WPI. Jesus, John, I wish you would die. <laughs> <laughs> My urge to give you a swirl is so strong right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, like, I was with all the people who thought, who like, oh, we're super smart. We're on the storefront of the future. And man, oh, fuck those people. Why? Uh, just incredibly self incredibly self-important and completely convinced of how intelligent they were just just the most annoying people like every Still left us like <laughs> shit <laughs> i don't think i met a single leftist in college yeah no those are all libertarians <laughs> that's, 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 we all know that. yeah yeah it was all libertarians it was all like uh imagine any course with a class project about like uh say the social implications of technology would devolve into like a slash dot uh, screaming, uh, screeching about the uh, evils of copyright. All right, John, you've convinced me your school is worse than anything I've had to deal with. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. This is dumb and awful. <laughs>